So I'd like to think that the majority of you will know by now that the sole purpose of this podcast, the reason it was invented, was to give you simple and actionable takeaways that you can apply to your journey. There is a lot of information. There's a lot of nonsense. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of mixed messages in this industry. And the goal of these episodes is to cut right through the noise and give you things that are simple, easy to understand, and things that you can genuinely apply to your journey. And today, I want to go right back to the basics. So I know that people of all different experience levels when it comes to health and fitness will be listening. There'll be some who have not even started their journey yet. Welcome to you guys. And this today's episode is going to be really helpful. There'll be those who are on their journey right now. They're in the midst of it. There will be those who have been on their journey for years. They've achieved some good stuff within their health and fitness. They're still going. And there'll be others who might be fallen off track at the moment and they're just trying to get back on. So each of you today will use this information in a slightly different way. If you're doing well with your journey and you're already doing all these things, what I'd love for you to do is share it with someone who you think would need it. Someone who you believe is not maybe doing all these things just yet and could do with some improvements within their health and wellness. If you're just starting, these are the absolute basics that you need to cover. And if you're just about to get back on track and you're struggling to get there, this is exactly the place to start. These are the foundations. These are the things you can build on. So today I want to go through five things you should be doing every single day for your health and fitness. Number one on my list today is hydrate. Go and drink some water. Go get some fluids in your system. I'm not even gonna go through the benefits of hydration. I think that we all know this by now. What I do wanna do is give you a few little helpful tips to get your water in. The first one that I do absolutely every single day is I drink immediately upon wake. I get out of bed, I make my bed, and then I immediately go and get some water. It's fixed into my routine. It's almost done on autopilot now. And I'm really in favor of people getting their hydration in nice and early so that you can taper as the day goes on, especially if you're exercising in the morning. And then you don't have to worry about drinking too much in the evening and then having to get up in the night to go to the bathroom. Start your day with plenty of water. What I do is I go grab the nearest bottle that's there. I drink, you know, a solid amount. It's probably between 500 to 750 mils. Then I go about my business and, you know, usually I'm going to be working shortly after. So I make sure that that bottle is on the desk alongside my coffee. And you might be thinking, Elliot, how much should I start drinking? You know, how much is optimal for me? And the best place I find for people to start here is just add 500 milliliters more than what you're doing already. If I tell you tomorrow to go and drink three and a half liters, you're probably not going to get there if you're not used to drinking that much water. If you're only drinking one liter, that's going to be a huge jump. I find this is the problem with a lot of people they'll prescribe yeah you need to drink three four five liters per day let's start with a small improvement 500 mils more than you're usually drinking is going to be more than enough and guess what once you've accomplished that for a week add another 500 mils and then potentially just do a small amount more and a small amount more maybe then it's 100 mils per week incremental steps are key to making sure a habit sticks so number two aim to get at least seven to nine hours of sleep per night and make sure they are of the very best quality. I would also add to this, if you can have a consistent sleep and wake time, that's going to put you at an advantage as well. We've got to understand that as we get into the evening hours, our body is going to start to 
produce hormones and neurotransmitters that are going to set us up for a restful night of sleep. The same goes for the morning hours too. We're going to start to produce hormones and neurotransmitters that are going to get us ready to wake up and be functioning in the morning as well. And we give our body a much better chance of having a bit of continuity if we're going to sleep at the same time and we're waking up at the same time roughly. I appreciate there is going to be some nights where you want to stay up and watch Netflix, but do your best to try and keep within that range. The next is obviously getting the consistent amount of sleep that you need. I don't care if you function well on six hours. I appreciate there will be outliers who can function perfectly well on six hours of sleep. But if we look at the science, if we look at the research, it's extremely rare that you're ever going to see anyone suggest anything less than seven hours. And the last point here is, of course, quality. If we're spending a solid seven, eight, nine hours on the mattress, we want to make sure that we are actually getting the benefits of a good quality night of sleep. And in a couple of episodes time, I'm gonna go through my top 10 ways to increase your sleep quality. But for now, I'll give you a few quick fire tips. Make sure your room is super dark. Make sure it's relatively cool. Make sure you have a wind out routine in the evening. Try and stay away from your screens and blue lights in the evening as well. Those are a couple of quick fire ones. We'll go through more in detail in a couple of episodes time. Number three, get daylight exposure, especially early in the morning and through regular intervals throughout the day as well. I touched on vitamin D a little while ago and went through the importance of that and how we're gonna be struggling to get a lot of that in the autumn and winter months. But also daylight is just as valuable. Getting it on your skin, getting it on your eyes. This is vital for a well-functioning circadian rhythm. I just spoke about the certain neurotransmitters and hormones that are gonna be produced and your body's gonna have a much better chance of producing them knowing what time of the day it is if you are seeing daylight, sunlight, and then you are gradually letting the lights dim in the evening and your body then understands that it's nighttime as well. There is arguments to say that if we get that sunlight, that daylight in the morning, our body will automatically know in about X amount of hours time, I need to start producing melatonin, for example, which is a really, really vital hormone when it comes to sleeping at night. So these things are really, really important. It seems trivial and like not that important, but you'd be amazed at how much of a difference it makes. Number four, get out for a walk every single day and preferably do it outdoors. I'm amazed, but I'm also not surprised at how easy it is to be sedentary when we work from home. I'm someone who exercises on a day-to-day basis, and if I didn't, I would definitely get caught up in just working and not moving my body so much. A few episodes ago, I went through how you can get in steps a little bit easier. I think I went through my top five ways. So if you're struggling to get outdoors during the day and getting for those walks, go have a listen to that. But it's so, so important. We are built to move. We are built to be out outdoors were built to see daylight and sunlight so make sure that you're fulfilling one of your body's basic fundamental needs by getting out for a daily walk and your health and your body composition will thank you number five on the five things we should do for our health and fitness every single day is have a stress management technique in place that we utilize regularly if there's one thing that us humans have in common is that we all experience stress sometimes it's in the small forms of spilling a little bit coffee on your shirt sometimes it's in the bigger forms of, you know, potentially real challenging situations that you're going through. But the one thing we don't have in common is we don't all have ways to handle this. I quite often ask people in my first consultation with them, what do you do to manage your stress? And in all fairness, some people will give me a pretty legit answer and something that's well thought out that they utilize regularly. However, the majority will just be there thinking up something on the spot or they'll give me an answer like, I just deal with it. 
And if you go out onto the street now, you ask 10 people, I reckon at least seven or eight of those would say that they are experiencing some form of stress on a day-to-day basis. So if that many of us are experiencing stress on a day-to-day basis, why don't that many of us have a real practical and effective stress management technique in place? Good question, right? So if you haven't already, think about something that you can utilize. For some people, it is simply going out for a walk and taking some time to themselves. Sometimes it is just a case of going to vent to someone, going to speak to a friend. I'm a big fan of meditation. I'm a big fan of journaling. I find that those two to be really, really effective for me. Anything that works for you, implement it regularly. And it's much better to be proactive about managing your stress than to be reactive, especially when, you know, the majority of times we will have to be reactive. So it's better to put yourself in a position where you are going to be able to handle it effectively because you've already put in the work. So those are the five things. Number one, hydrate. Number two, get seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night. Number three, get daylight exposure in the morning and throughout regular intervals in the day. Number four, go for a walk, preferably outside. And number five, have a stress management technique in place. Anyone can do these. You could literally do all five tomorrow if you wanted to, but I would advise taking a look, seeing which one you either think is easiest to implement and is a quick win or the one that you know that you need to focus on a little bit more and start implementing them and try and build up to all five and keep them in your routine on a day-to-day basis and I guarantee you will live a healthier and happier life. So that's everything from me today team. Like I said, if you're already implementing this right now, share this episode with a friend who you think might not be, a family member, a colleague, whoever you want to, whoever you want to just give a quick helping hand they can listen to this in under 10 minutes and they'll have five things that they can do to improve the quality of their health and fitness. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.